0: Uh, there was another game on today in fact there was a couple of games the first of which uh, was up there in Sydney the Giants taking on the Swans the Swans were victorious and tell us to tell us all about it is Lachlan McCurdy from Code Sports and it's thanks to State Transport our people are
1: your solution Lockie, thanks for your time good evening boys yeah good to be with you
0: pretty good hit out up there today
1: yeah it was a solid hit out it was physical from the, the very first bounce I think um Obviously, both guys' sets of teams have been wanting to face opposition for a while and it helps when it's a bit of a cross-town rivalry. So, yeah, a few people surprised by the intensity, but it's clear these teams are trying to ramp things up with 14 days to go, until how, season kicks off. How
2: did the Swans get out to a 40-point lead?
1: Yeah, the Swans' midfield uh, just really kind of took over at certain stages. I think... Brody Grundy was excellent. He was easily one of the Swans' best. He uh, was really dominating the, the stoppage battle uh, over Kieran Briggs, and I just think that he's going to be a, an excellent addition to that Swans midfield. He was finding the likes of Chad Warner really easily, who I thought was probably best on ground today. Right. So I think just their ability to, to find the ball cleanly out of the middle and, and hit targets uh, was just superb today. Well, it's interesting because the Swans,
2: despite uh, what, people would say about their DNA, their their clearance work's been horrible
1: for the last couple of years. Yeah, they were really down on those numbers last year. And while there's a few contributing factors, injuries and all that sort of stuff, they just weren't anywhere up to standard. And I think it's been a really uh, invested interest in, in trying to step that game up. And Grundy's going to have a big impact on that, but then you've also got guys like Warner, uh, James Robot and Errol Baldwin, who will take that next step up. And then another guy who I thought was quite good around the ball today was James Jordan from Melbourne. So I think there's a few guys who will really kind of help that clearance game and win a few more uh, contested balls um, around the stoppages.
0: Yeah, I know how closely you follow the Swans, Lockie, and you you go to the press conferences, and when Sydney lose, they lament the midfield. And the fact that Mm -hmm. at times, I don't know why, but they get smashed in the midfield. And You look at the names, and then you go... How is that the case? There's no excuses there now. They've got a, an A-grade quality Ruckman, and they've got the names. Goulden is now a star. Warner's played enough footy, and today, you know, they started Heaney in there. So they've got that experience. Papley goes through there. There's really no excuses through that area of their game.
1: Absolutely, and I think the experience is something, um, you make a really good point, Kane, because you had Luke Parker kind of playing a lot of the ball. He got it quite a few clearances as a Taylor Adams, he was sitting on the sidelines, but he'll be all good to go against uh, the Lions next week. He's another one to throw in the mix. So they don't lack experience. So they'll just make sure they need some games where guys go, come on, follow me if they're struggling in that area. Because you're right, they shouldn't be losing that um, area. I was
2: at a dinner last night. We were all asked to uh, nominate uh, our Brownlow medal. Um, One guy, a uh, Carlton stalwart, he nominated Errol Goulden pre-season last year. That was one of the best gets Albeit he didn't win it. But uh, there was a lot of love for Tom Green. Who would have got the votes out of Tom Green and Errol Goulden today?
1: I think Tommy would have got them. But yeah. um, Errol only played sort of two and a bit quarters today. They're oh, still Errol. managing him back in. Um, but... He, Errol's still got 20-plus touches today in his two-and-a-bit quarters, so he yeah, knows how to find the ball, that's for sure. But, yeah, Tommy Green's one to watch up here. I think he's, just, he's going to be the key guy in the midfield if he wasn't already. He, he looked up to the challenge. He built into the game. He's ready for the contest. And, yeah, I think we're going to see a different level to him this season. I'm
2: going to test you on your recency bias uh, issue. Who will finish on top, Giants or Swans at the end of the home and away? I think
1: Giants still at the moment. I think in the patches where um, the Giants got their midfield going, that orange tsunami that was spoken about last year, it still looks just that level above. It was just the Swans' consistency today that kind of got them the result. So you add guys like Toby Green back into that mix, obviously Finn Callahan once this shoulder issues kind of dealt with. I think the Giants should still be at top four side, but I don't think the Swans will be too far behind. And there was a lizard on the loose. (laughs) there there certainly was Uh, that run off half half back from Nick Blakey was really strong today and it was interesting, Um, Mark McVeigh kind of said post game, that they're really happy for Blakey to almost play as that third tool down back, they trust his defensive work that much that they don't need to bring a Hamling or a Melican back in and it gives them added run, I think that's going to be a real weapon for Sydney with Roberts Campbell, Florence, so many guys who can just run off half back and Blakey kind of leads that charge
0: how big is the Logan McDonald contract story? up there? out of contract at the end of this year. Fremantle are absolutely loaded with future picks that they've got waiting. There'll be a big offer there. How nervous
1: would they be, the Swans? I think they'll be a bit of nerves because, obviously, Errol is probably the big guy off contract, but I don't think there's ever going to be any risk that he's going to go. He's a local boy, academy product. I think they're pretty confident they'll be able to get that wrapped up. So Logan's probably next in that line and he obviously had a great game today, four goals. And I think from the Swans' perspective, they don't see any reason why he would leave at the moment. They haven't gotten that indication from him or his management. He loves the club. He loves being around the team, but I think it's just going to come down to dollars at the end of the day and what they can offer. So I think there'll be some nerves once they get to the negotiating table, but they'll hope that kind of the the blood culture and all that sort of stuff they get spoken about can kind of win over in the long run.
2: Looked to me like Cadman uh, showed a bit of improvement.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think what was really noticeable about um, Aaron was the way he built into the game. He had a pretty quiet first quarter, as did quite a few of the Giants' key forwards, and they kind of really... Took the bit between the teeth and went into it for the rest of the game, and I thought the fact that his best footy was in the fourth quarter is a really good sign against a pretty quality Sydney defence and some really good set shots as well, even from cute angles um, on the in the pocket. So yes, some really good signs.
2: I thought I'd missed something, but uh, it did look as if Ali Alia had transferred uh, in pre-season yeah. over the Giants, but it, it, I take it it's his brother.
1: <laughs> different, yeah, different Alea Lekeleer. So he's Lek-A-Lir. been on, yeah, been on the the list for a, a little bit. Um, different spelling of Alea, uh, but um, yeah. So he's been someone who the Giants are really excited by. He had a pretty injury interrupted season last year. Yeah, look good. He, he's really really fit in defence, um, and, and gives them another option. But it's going to be hard with the likes of Sam Taylor, Buckley, and Iden back there. But he gives a really good cover.
2: What about Hattie Hilmerberg? It's a, it's a darn good backline. line. I said last year it's the best back line in the game, but uh, they all look pretty solid, although they had some goals kicked on them.
1: Yeah, I think they were really solid. And again, it's preseason, so building into it. But I think the thing for Harry is last year he was still training forward for most of preseason, yeah. and then they finally made that switch. So this year. He's we convinced Kingers
2: to uh, turn him around, Kane. Yes.
1: Exactly, he he's had that full preseason down back, and I think he'll be um, really better for it. And, and we've saw what he can do last year. He's a strong, strong in the air. He, he's strong moving the ball out of the back half. And yeah, he'll take that to another level.
0: Lockie McCurdy was in Sydney today. He's wrapping up the preseason game between the Giants and the Swans. The Swans were victorious. What would be the biggest worry for the Giants? I suspect it would be their key forwards. Jesse Hogan was was excellent. Cadman, second-year player, not sure. We'll get there eventually, but maybe not this year. And whether you're going to get 60 goals out of Toby Green again is a big ask.
1: I think just spreading that those goal contributions will be key. I think um, Toby Bedford and Brent Daniels were a little bit quieter today, so it'll be important in a lot of games for those small forwards to contribute and, and get a few goals. I think... There's some really good signs from Jesse. I, I think he had a really, almost a bit of a breakthrough year, even though we know what he can do last year in terms of consistently finding that level. So I hope that gives him confidence that he can reach that level consistently. Um, Riccardi was a bit quiet as well, didn't get as much uh, time on the ball. But the pieces are there. It's just about finding that consistency. I think you're okay. Mm,
0: all right, mate. Well, thank you for keeping us updated. You're all over things up there and look forward to perhaps chatting with you throughout the year. Appreciate your time on Sports Day.
2: Anytime, boys.